In today's episode, Indian introduces its 2020 lineup, Honda's African Twin becomes a litre bike, Suzuki Motorcycles India to halt investment, and an Aussie bike goes electric. Hello to everyone in the vast reaches of cyberspace. Welcome to our third episode of the Low Side Lowdown, the show where we catch up on what's been hip and happening in the motorcycling world. Let's start off with the latest news from Indian Motorcycles, who have revealed their 2020 Thunderstroke lineup. Thunderstroke is in reference to their Thunderstroke 116 cubic inch 1900cc air-cooled V-twin engine, producing a whopping 126 foot-pound of torque. This engine will be standard on select Springfield and Chieftain models. On st- will, this engine will be standard on select Springfield, Chieftain and Roadmaster models. In total, 11 new models will be brought to market, consisting of variations of the Chief, Chieftain, Springfield and Roadmaster models. With the pricing starting off at the low end with the Chief Dark Horse starting at $18,500, which amounts to just under 120,000 Rand at the time of recording, and capping at the high end with the Chieftain Elite at $34,999, which is about 510,000 Rand at the time of recording. Performance accessories for both the Thunderstroke Triple One and 116 will be available for those who would like to add more oomph to the bike and sticker price. Along with the new engine and bikes Indian Ride Command has also received an update, including a quad-core processor for one of the fastest infotainment experiences on the market. Weather and traffic overlays are also included giving riders the option to avoid traffic and bad weather on their rides. Next we move to another unveiling, this time from Honda, who have rumored the new Africa Twin CRF1100. We'll get to the significance of this in a moment, but first we need to delve back a few years into history. The first Honda motorcycle, to my knowledge, to bear the Africa Twin branding was the XRV750T, which as the name suggests was a 750 or more specifically a 742cc V-twin dual sport motorcycle. In 2015, Honda introduced another model bearing the Africa Twin branding, the CRF1000L, not completely a litre bike dual sport as the engine was only 998cc parallel twin. Now for the 2020 Africa Twin, Honda has taken a step further with the CRF1100 featuring a 1084cc assumed parallel twin engine. This information stems from a vehicle certification document from Australia, which has the engine producing 101 horsepower, which is 7 horsepower more than the previous engine in the CRF lineup. From the same document, we can also see the Africa Twin has gotten a bit of a facelift from its previous model. Unfortunately, we will have to wait until the Tokyo Motor Show or the Milan Motorcycle Shows in November in order to see the full reveal and if this is truly the new release from Honda. Now moving from new releases to no releases. Or should I say not exactly a release, more like no investment. Suzuki Motorcycles India have halted their investment in 
capacity enhancements um, pending the enactment of stricter emissions standards in April 2020. The new emission standards will hit the small displacement market the hardest as the majority of small displacement motorcycles still rely on carbureted engines. This in turn could have a massive effect on the entry level market relying on these cheaper smaller displacement machines. Growing concern regarding the release of electronic vehicles or electronic motorcycles have also forced Suzuki's hand in adopting the watch and wait approach before proceeding with its new investment opportunities within the country. We see more and more manufacturers shifting their attention away from the gas-powered engines to electric motorcycles as lawmakers are also following suit in continuously introducing stricter and stricter emission standards. We'll have to wait with bated breath in order to see if there's still a future for gasoline-powered motorcycles. Speaking of electric motorcycles, an Australian company has tossed their hat into the ring as an electric motorcycle manufacturer. Introducing the Fonzarelli NKD, a naked electric dual sport motorcycle featuring adjustable front and rear suspension and off-road capable tires. It's powered by a 10 kilowatt belt drive motor packing 55 newton meters of torque or 41 foot pounds for our friends across the pond. The bike will be available in two versions a base with a top speed of 80 kilometers an hour and range of approximately 60 kilometers, and a performance model with a bigger battery with a 100 kilometer an hour top speed and an estimated range of 120 kilometers. In my opinion, making the electric bike more of an urban warrior than a trail slayer. The prices start at 6,700 US dollars, which is around 98,000 Rand at the time of recording. In my opinion, this bike looks a little like the Honda's Grom, but only electric. But I have a problem with electric motorcycles in general, and here's where I'll be starting my rant in this regard. With ever stricter emission standards being applied, we can only assume that the only way for motorcycling to survive, if it will survive at all, will be to go fully electric. Electric bikes have zero emissions and therefore there's no pollution and it's seen as an economically friendly bike to operate. It also operates completely silently. Some electric motorcycles also have greater ranges than their gasoline-powered counterparts. So operating an electric bike is possibly good for Johnny Polar Bear. The only drawback would be that charging an electric bike takes slightly longer than it would filling a tank of gas, right? Here's why I respectfully disagree. We live in a world where 41% of electricity production is still dependent on burning coal and an additional 21% dependent on burning natural gas. Although gas-powered electricity generation is cleaner than its coal counterpart, it still isn't completely pollution-free. So if your reasoning for driving an electric motorcycle is that it is better for the environment, I respectfully once more disagree with that statement. The operation of an electric vehicle in itself may be clean, but charging the vehicle, making use of electricity produced by coal or gas power, isn't as clean. 
Furthermore, producing this motorcycle will also rely on the consumption of electricity in the factory in producing its parts and assembling it. And again, the majority of electricity production is based on coal or gas power. This taints that eco-friendly tag that everyone tries to slap on an electric motorcycle. Until the majority of electricity production can claim to be environmentally friendly and non-polluting, I only see electric motorcycles as a gimmick or somewhat of a marketing ploy to make the eco-conscious feel like they are not polluting the environment or the planet. But both the production and fueling, in air quotes, of an electric motorcycle is reliant on a majority coal and gas burning electricity production. It's fantastic to see the technology that could one day power our vehicles, but there are still a lot of things that will have to change for me to consider an electric motorcycle to be truly eco-friendly. So hence, if you are driving your electric motorcycle around town, I hope you really enjoy it. But I'll be sticking to my gas-burning bike for a little time longer until I can be sure that charging my electric bike is not going to cause damage to the environment in the way that the power I'm charging it with is produced. And I believe that would conclude our show for today. I hope everyone rides safe and enjoys the journey. To those interested, we will include links to all the articles we've relied on in our show notes. And also down in the show notes will be a link if you would like to leave a voice comment or comment of any sort. We appreciate any feedback that you guys may have on the show. And again, guys, ride safe and enjoy the journey.